Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast, rolling through the Arctic Tundra month of January, depending on where you live, I guess, the Arctic Tundra month. I'm Illegal86. I'm joined as ever by my good friends, Tectic and Nerd Bomber. How are you guys doing today? Very well. Doing great. Doing great. Feeling good. The Last of Us is on the horizon. We've got great topics to talk about. I'm ready to go. Yeah, we're. I'm glad you mentioned that. So we're we're recording this on the on the brink of Last of Us season. A couple we're recording this a couple hours before it airs. So we are not going to be t- doing our breakdown today. I think we are probably going to be doing like weekly breakdowns after this or, or thereabouts. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think all, we're all planning to watch it. But for for this week, just you just have to kind of revel in the fact that this will come out on Wednesday, and by then, if you're a fan, you will have already watched it, and you'll be like, "Oh, these idiots! They had no idea what they were in for." But I think it'll be good because it will give us like a full week so that nobody is like unsuspecting going into our what are you up to and then getting like splatted right. in the face with spoilers. I feel like you'll get a good week to kind of catch up. And it gives us a week to process what we what we've seen. Marinate. So yeah. I, I'm obviously I think it goes without saying that I'm extremely excited for this. Rotten Tomato scores have come out since the last time we recorded. And they are like fresh. They're like it's like ninety eight. Like it's like yeah, it's like, you know, blow your hair back kind of scores. So I have very high hopes. I have very high expectations. I watched I went through like the the three like trailers that have been released today and watched them in an effort to like build the hype, even though the hype was really already there. And uh I I'd recommend that you guys do that before before it airs. I feel like because I just played it a few months ago i'm in a really good position because when is the last time that either of you played it i feel like you're a few years removed at the very least for me yeah i mean for me it's probably been a good five years i mean i i only played it through i think the one time now granted i played last of us part two when it came out and that was two three years ago i think was when that game came out so i i was back in the universe and i i think i have an adequate sense of where this is going to go and what, what the vibe's going to be and, and for what it's worth i also listened to a little bit of the score today because i'm a big score guy and Ooh. that's the one thing i haven't heard anything about what the show is going to do and i kind of like i've been like going into spotify because i've done this a couple times in the past week or so i will go in and i will just search the last of us and you know a lot of the time it's to play the original video game soundtrack with the haunting like classical guitar gustavo santalaya it's really, really good, by the way, if people aren't aware. But I've every time I search it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see they're going to have released the soundtrack for the first season of the show. And then I will know I'll be able to listen because I probably would listen to it. If it had come out like last week, I would listen to the score just to get to start feeling the vibe. And like, I think it's going to be the same guy who did the video game soundtrack, but I actually don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. I could probably Google it and find out right now if I wanted to. But I think I'll just find out when I watch. But um extremely excited and also the quiz topic today i won't say exactly what it is but it's directly related to the impending last of us debut so get hyped for that but uh, as nerd bomber also said in the meantime we have some great topics to run through a lot of movie tv topics today kind of straying a little bit away from the video game realm although i predict that nerd bombers what are you up to update is going to be a little bit video game it's gonna there's gonna be some video game involvement is that a fair tease nerd bomber i guess i'll just have to listen and find out or skip ahead in the yeah. timestamps because we have those. Yeah, you should just, you know, hit the little 15 thing on Spotify, like, I don't know, 40 times. Well, way more than that, actually. I think it'll take more more taps than that. Stick around. That's too many presses. Don't, don't bother scrubbing. Just stay here with us as we get into some pop culture stuff. You know, we're talking a lot about The Last of Us, and obviously that's one of my video game bays. I would say it's, I would say The Last of Us is bay, to bring that term. Remember that? That's kind of gone now, but I'm bringing that back. Remember Bay? No, I don't know can't if it's use totally gone. Makes us but it does, it does age you a little bit, for sure. Well, look, well, The Last of Us is Bay. I stand by it. Stop, uh, Dad. You're so lame. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm, look, I'm 30 now. This is who I have to be, right? Every time I see those progressive commercials, by the way, you ever see those pro- progressive commercials that like I'm becoming more like my parents? Oh, yeah. And there's like the guy that's like cleaning his garbage can, and I'm like, oh, no, that's me. Have you, have you had moments like that with those commercials? Your every time yeah. I see one, I've cleaned our recycling bin. And that, to be honest with you, that was mostly out of necessity. It needed to be done. Anyways, I feel seen by those. But let's let's move on from the Bay stuff. All right. People are probably cringing at this point. I'm get, What I'm going, going is Dead Space is also Bay. 
the remake is coming out this month it's not out yet i believe it comes out january 27th don't fact check me on that but it's it's later in the month so it hasn't come out yet but there is some dead space news and you better believe if there's any dead space news in the nerd pop culture sphere uh, i'm gonna pick that up and put it on the podcast so john carpenter you guys know john carpenter he directed halloween that's what that's what i really know him for i've seen the first halloween like 50 times i've actually never seen the thing have you guys seen the thing no i've never seen the thing but i'm not a good gauge because i don't like scary things that's right yeah (laughs) you're you're kind of a passenger on this ride but what if he was a friendly thing would you watch it i mean by nature isn't it a scary movie so still probably hard pass okay john carpenter legendary horror director he it seems like he spilled the beans here you know, someone, I guess, he was doing an interview. I don't know exactly where. Okay, an interview with Variety. Apparently, he has made remarks in the past about wanting to make a Dead Space movie. And he essentially said in this current interview that, you know, it was brought up again. He said, I'm not going to be the one doing that. But he implied that another director was involved. It, potentially, again, spilling the beans on this existing, right? Because I think up to now, there hasn't really been a whole lot of talk of a Dead Space movie. I mean, they're not even talking about making any other games, which I guess doesn't mean they can't make a movie but you I know mean, he's not doing it but it, it 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 exists it's kind of the news here i think and, the timing makes sense because you know with the game obviously pending i wonder if they haven't at least kind of done some behind the scenes work they probably want to see if it sells you know and how much demand there yeah. is for the remake and then you know once that's successful or not they'll go ahead and move forward with announcing that this is a thing that's happening or maybe they'll just bury it it's it, it's a curious thing i mean i so i totally agree i think the timing here is going to be very important they are probably waiting to potentially capitalize on buzz from the remake coming out i'm constantly wondering how the remake is going to do i predict it's going to do quite well but I, you know we won't know for for a bit yet obviously well i saw the callisto protocol actually underperformed sales what they were expecting yeah I think so. So, so I made, a, I, I came into some gift card money over the holidays and I did not get either the Callisto Protocol or Dead Space as a gift. So I was thinking I'm going to put my gift card money towards one of those and I'm going to kind of wait and see a little bit because my video game setup is currently in a state of disarray because of home renovations anyways. And the more I see about, it's, it's interesting because before it came out, the more I was seeing from Callisto Protocol in terms of promotional like gameplay footage and stuff, I was like, this looks like it's going to be the one. But then it came out and it seems like it has underwhelmed a lot of people and it's actually i looked today on a whim it actually already has been discounted from the like 70 dollar price point which seems like a bad sign yes yeah, i think i'm ready it... to commit like i think i'm gonna go for the remake uh the dead space remake instead I, I mean that makes sense go too it's only coming out in like what another week or two so it's not like you have to oh, wait yeah. too long and if you're not connected i mean if it underperforms do you really think they'd change their plan it, to me it's going to happen no matter what i think it's possible i, I mean i mean I, I think when you're in a state of pre-production or pre-pre-production as as this seems to be like people probably don't have a whole lot of skin in the game yet at this point they might just be assessing can this be done is there a script who could we get to do it who's a bankable directing talent or maybe even a bankable acting talent but keep in mind so we're in a we're in kind of a time frame where superhero movies are on a decline and video game movies are on an upswing and so i just i don't see a world where any type of performance would sway them any which way i think right now video game movies are trending they're going all in on it period but also not just video game movies but horror films i feel like there's a lot of them lately that's been like the genre that everybody like if there's an original movie and it's not a superhero movie and it's not a video game adaptation for the most part lately it's some sort of horror movie and I feel like merging the two worlds is probably a good way to get an audience from both people who have no idea what the game is even about or that it exists, who just like scary stuff because it seems like there's a big market for that lately. And then you'll also get all the people who loved the game and want to see what they can do with it turned into a movie. Yeah, horror is it's definitely a burgeoning genre. And like I would say, even if you're not calling it traditional horror, just things that are taken to very dark places like taking something and putting a dark spin on it is horror adjacent you know and that's also something that's extremely popular right now so you know on top of them maybe seeing how the dead space remake does they may also be seeing how the last of us does when you know when it comes out tonight and and that's also kind of an indicator of how a potential movie would do i just like I, i think dead space is particularly interesting to have this conversation about because 
if you've played the first game, you know, the, the story gets a little bit more involved in, in the second game, which I think is the true masterpiece of the trilogy. And then the third game also has its, has its fair share of story and dialogue. What people might not remember about the first game is that the protagonist of the game Isaac Clark, he basically doesn't speak for the entire game. So there is dialogue from supporting characters, but there's a lot of blank space, you know, well, space. Well, right, I, I do want to mention a little series you guys might have forgot even exist, Halo. <laughs> and they totally yeah, very similar. dialogue the snot out of that, yeah, for that, better or for worse. That's what, what I was actually going to ask you once we got into the discussion do you want to see it halo fied where they do give isaac more dialogue and like at some point he takes off his helmet because i don't think you'll ever see his face throughout the entire series or do you want it to be you do you do you do in the second game i believe is the first well you might see it at the end of the first actually in the second game you see it like a handful of times he takes his helmet off at various points but like do you want it to be more heavily dialogued for the main character or do you want him to be i don't want to call him like the mandalorian because mando has a lot of dialogue i feel like as the series goes on but do you want it to be more of like the quiet passive almost like the game experience where he really doesn't speak a lot he's just this quiet protagonist right it's 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 an interesting question because you know in the video game world that makes sense and and from what I've read about why they took that approach is it, I think a lot of video games have done this. They want you to project yourself onto the protagonist, right? It makes you feel like you're the one experiencing experiencing it. You're the one who's playing through it. In a movie, that doesn't necessarily apply as much. So I don't know that I would follow through to the extent that the game is in terms of him not having any dialogue or really talking at all. With that said, kind of the... I hesitate to use the like strong silent type verbiage, but like... I think movies where the protagonist isn't necessarily the chattiest person in the world can be very compelling. And the example that I think it won a bunch of awards when it came out and it was a very good movie was Drive. Ryan Gosling is in it. Huge talent. And he barely speaks throughout that movie. I'm not even sure if he does speak at any point. <laughs> like it's so I think it can be done. Does Do I want it to be to that extent? Probably not. I think I would much rather because, you know, like I said, Dead Space 2 is the crown jewel of that franchise and he talks a lot more in that one. And Dead Space 3, he has his helmet off while he's talking a lot. And I think it does add to the experience. So I would like, I think I would like more dialogue. But I like where I was kind of going is because the game, the first game in particular, doesn't have a lot of dialogue from the protagonist, that allows the potential script writer a lot of leeway. You know, Dead Space 1 is a lot, it's about vibes. You know, it's, you're walking down a creepy corridor in an abandoned star freighter that there's like body parts everywhere. That's, you know, it's just a theoretically a playground in which a scriptwriter can work. And there are macro plot points that they will have to stick to, you know, regarding Unitarianism and everything and all the religious stuff that's in it. But on the whole, there's a lot of creativity that can be injected into it. And it seems like a great candidate for being movie-fied, right? I feel like this is something... And you've talked in the past about how you've tried your hand at script writing. I feel like I would be interested to see what an illegal version of the Dead Space adaptation would be. I feel like you should I'd be do lying that. if I said I hadn't thought about it. Because, I, I mean, it's, you know, especially considering, like, you know, how, how we've talked about how popular this sort of genre is now. Like, video game movies might be coming into the spotlight really for the first time. And, and this is potentially, it's it's... It's a franchise I feel like I know a lot about. I have, I'm allowed to write things about it because I think I know a lot about it, but it also, like it, there's enough free space for me to roam around in with my general script writing ineptitude. Yeah, it'd be a cool thing to try. I'm sure they already have gotten scripts from various people, but who knows? Maybe, maybe mine will be the best. You never know. I want to know who, I, have you guys, I don't know if you guys have ever played it, but like considering the general archetype of Isaac Clark, engineer on a space freighter has a, a troubled backstory maybe doesn't talk a lot who would you want to play him this is solely because of the name oscar isaac oscar oscar isaac would be a good choice honestly um I could you just thought. imagine like the uh like the title screen you know when they they do like the opening credits like featuring oscar isaac as isaac but also, I think he would be pretty good at it. I think I haven't I didn't play a lot of Dead Space. I mean, you gave it to me as a gift because it was something that you basically had told an impact me, on me I had to play. Yeah. And I was a scaredy cat and maybe only got about like three hours in. But I think he could be a good Isaac. I could probably p- go back now and give it another try. Like maybe when the remake comes out, because I feel like things still scare me, but I have matured as an adult and maybe I'll be able to like stick it out. I don't know. 
you you tried it and you like you probably peed yourself and then you stopped yeah right? that's that, approximately yeah. what happened i think yeah I, th- I think oscar Isaac could be a good choice i i think an important element of the character as weird as it sounds like he's not a young guy he's got like salt and pepper hair mm-hmm. george Old clooney oscar. might be too oh, george, clooney. Uh, jo- jo- he, he, george clooney could be good but oscar isaac i mean he's liam nielsen would you or is that no that liam his, his his voice is too obtrusive and also he's He's a little gangly. You know who else? Sorry, could be good? sorry, Liam. Carl Urban, and I say this yes. because he also was Doom Guy in the Doom movie, and everybody pooped on that movie, and it wasn't great, but the first person view scene was fantastic, and Carl Urban is a delight. I think Carl Urban would be a, a very good choice, but we'll, we'll we'll turn it over to the listeners. I mean, who who do you think would be a good Isaac Clark, and also who do you think would be a good director for this? You know, is this something you want to see? Not, is it Guillermo del Toro? Who's the creepy guy? I think it is Guillermo del Toro. Should Guillermo del Toro do this? <laughs> Tell us who's him. the guy doing the Winnie the Pooh movie. <laughs> no idea. That's a good question. It's it's. We talked about Pooh. that movie twice, but right, he's self. He's directing and starring. At Online Warriors One is our main show account on Twitter. We also have at OW Lady Six. That's me, obviously, and at OW Nerdbomber and at OW Tactic over on Twitter. Go. Go hit us up. Let us know what you think of the idea of a Dead Space movie. Who should direct? Who should star? Should the protagonist have a lot of dialogue? No dialogue? A little bit of dialogue? Let us know. Give us the blueprint and I'll try and write a script up. Let's lighten the tone because right now we've just been we talking about we talked about Last of Us, we talked about Dead Space. It's all scary, like dark. There's like no light anywhere. Let's talk about Ryan Reynolds. Let's just talk. Let's just talk about him. Now, let's let's talk about one of the projects he has just announced. Mint Mobile Aviation Gen. No, two AFC. So, <laughs> also another good guess. He will be narrating a nature series on National Geographic called Underdogs. This is not supposed to come out until 2025, so uh, it's a ways off. Obviously, we're in 2023 right now, but it's something to look forward to. That feels like a long time, and they even there is a teaser, and they kind of comment on that as well. But that feels like a long yeah. ways away. It's probably just a lot of trickled in footage. Like they're probably still collecting. Yeah, I don't really understand the production cycle of nature series. Like, they can probably, like, announce it now and then see what the buzz is like. And if it's good, they're like, all right, well, let's just like, get started filming a bunch of animals. So the idea is it's a nature series about, and I'm quoting here, I would never call an animal stupid, besides my dog, because my dog is stupid. Stupid, ugly, and overlooked animals. So this, this show is called Underdogs. Ryan Reynolds will narrate a series about, and I'm quoting again now, overlooked heroes. I think this is a slam dunk smash hit idea. Like, they got the perfect person to do it. I think it has niche appeal. Assuming it's going to be on Disney+, Plus because I think they own the Nat Geo stuff now, as far as streaming goes. So, readily accessible for, for folks like us. I'm all in on this. I have two issues with it. One, the article that I saw about it, it says... It basically alludes you to think it's a Deadpool thing, and I hate that. Don't do that. It's it's Ryan Reynolds is doing it. Okay, I just wanted to say that 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 got under my skin. I hate that that like level of advertisements. No, it's Ryan Reynolds. Period. The other thing is this series. I think the idea is fantastic. The unsung heroes of nature. I don't think it needs Ryan Reynolds to be great. I just want to say that it's going to be great with Ryan Reynolds, but I don't think it needs Ryan Reynolds to be great. If we take a look at that that dinosaur documentary i mean there has been snips of that one video where the t-rex is doing his like jazz hands mating dance and like it just looks hilarious because the little arms but like nature is just both fascinating and hilarious simultaneously and i think you can just stand on its own i just wanted to give nature that shout out first and foremost well i also think 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 this exists in some format already on tiktok and this, I'm not saying that this is a ripoff of TikTok because obviously they're probably going to be able to get better footage, but there is already a guy and I can't remember his channel name, but there is somebody who basically makes, he's got like a British accent. I can't really like replicate it. I'm not going to try. I think his name is Brian Brenolds. Is it? Is the TikTok oh, guy. T- <laughs> Thank, Boy, he got you there. so yeah, good. Yeah, he did. He did. But like he kind of narrates like, derpy things that animals are thinking or saying or doing and i don't know i always enjoy those tiktoks so maybe in a higher quality longer form sort of thing it could be fun but uh ryan reynolds needs to brush up on zany animal voices because i feel like that's that's very critical yeah go check out brian's stuff well is okay but is i guess is that what it's gonna be 
you know, I, I don't, I, I'm, I am wondering, as much as I think it's a great idea, I'm wondering about the tone. Is it going to be, you know, they, they bring Ryan Reynolds in because he has comedic abilities and also star power that's going to draw people to this show more so than uh, David Attenborough. David Attenborough is amazing, obviously, but he's going to take this very seriously and bring a bit of a stodginess to it that I don't know that they want. But like, at the same time, is Ryan Reynolds going to be doing funny voices for the animals or is he going to be saying, you know, taking it to some extent seriously and saying this, you know, I don't know, fat seal thing, like it looks silly and ridiculous and maybe ugly to you, but it's great for reason X and Y and I'm going to tell you and we're going to see footage about why. Like, I, th- I think he can inject comedy into it without making a complete farce of it. And that's what I want. I don't know if I want silly voices. I think what we saw with the hippopotamus brushing the poo away is exactly what we're going to get. I think he had said, if you think a fish is swimming up this hippopotamus's bum, you're wrong. That's all he really said. But I think what he, what's going to happen in the actual footage is he's going to add to it and say, well, in reality, they're using the tail to fling their poop away and keep their behinds clean. This poop then goes and feeds and nourishes all of the swamps and areas around. I feel like I don't right. need to watch the show. I just need to listen to you. Yeah, I was, was going to say, you just it's basically an audition tape. Should we cut that and send it in to them? Yeah, submit it as Brian. I really want to be... <laughs> I, I think I think it's going to be great. I th- I also I will say I don't know to what extent you guys are like nature series watchers in your household. I will say in our household, and if you haven't done this, I think I've talked about this on the show before. It's amazing to fall asleep to, which like I don't know if that necessarily great. They're not going to advertise this show that way. Be like it's amazing to fall asleep to. They don't want you to fall asleep to it. But like in particular when it's David Attenborough, oh man, he is. It's just very soothing. Like listening to him talk about like some sloth or something. You're like, oh man, maybe I'm the sloth. And then suddenly you're asleep. So yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll hear and see more about this over the next two years. It, it's, man, it's, it's super early, but I do think it's a very good idea. I think Ryan Reynolds is probably one of the biggest stars going right now. He really is. I feel like he's got his fingers in a little bit of everything. Yeah, he's. I, I think it was The Rock for a minute. I no longer think it's The Rock. I think it's now Ryan Reynolds. I think he's the guy. I, mean, I think he's also in talks to not outright buy, but like be part owner of a hockey team as well. I heard this. Yeah. I don't remember what team, but I did hear this as well. He's uh, yeah, he's he's, he, uh, he's doing a lot right now. As far as diversifying your portfolio, I couldn't be more proud. Because, yeah, I guess what, the, what I was talking about was like he's the star. He's like, remember like Will Smith at one point he was like doing three movies a year and he was like clearly the guy that like everybody wanted to be in their movie. I think Ryan Reynolds is that guy too. People want him to be in stuff, but at the same time, he's also like, yeah, owning a gin company and also like owning a soccer team kind of and like doing Mint Mobile. I still don't really understand his Mint Mobile thing. I know he has a big ownership share. I cannot imagine like the people. He must have a team of people who are like just keeping track of his life, you know? Oh yeah, when you make that much money, right you're you're quote running these businesses, but you're not. Come on, you would think he probably just gets like a briefing at the beginning of every day. Like he's like getting his makeup done in a trailer, and someone comes in and is like, "Mr. Reynolds, Mint Mobile stock is down 03 percent." He's like, "We need a I don't really care. I'm Ryan Reynolds." <laughs> and then like, yeah, I guess we need a commercial. I guess that might be what it is. But like, I don't know. It's it's got to be an interesting life. Anyways. Underdogs coming 2025. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds fans rejoice, although there's there's plenty of Ryan Reynolds to go around right now either way. So we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to come back to talk about one of the newest A24 trailers to drop. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of tie in a little bit of my what are you up to into that discussion as well. But before we do that, we're going to take, take a break, as I said. And before we take our break, I would be remiss if I did not mention our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Stephen Keller. Stephen... Here's to you, my friend, sliding into 2023 and hopefully beyond with your support. Steven is a knight at our square table. And as a result, he gets this shout out every episode. He gets input into the weekly game segment. He, of course, gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And he gets the occasional guest spot on the show. So that's what the night level gets. There's also a squire level of support on our Patreon, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And a page level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. For more of the details on any and all of those levels of support, you can head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Consider hanging out with us, hanging out with Steven leaving your mark on this show you know providing creative input providing the necessary resource to keep us going would mean a lot to us so yeah head on over there patreon.com slash online warriors podcast thanks again to steven we'll take a short break now and come back to talk about Bo is afraid <laughs> 
With what feels like a never-ending stream of news and information surrounding us every day, how do we ever actually get something useful out of it all? Well, that's what the Assorted Goods Podcast is all about. It's a more casual perspective on what's going on in the world, where each episode your host Dan, myself, a regular guy turned curious mind, dives into a topic from the news, history, or whatever's on my mind that week. Then we slow it all down and dig a little deeper, passing along all the things that I learn from me to you. Subscribe to Assorted Goods wherever you listen to your podcasts, and join me on my journey to learn a little more. And you know, not be too serious about it. I'll see you there. All right, so Bo is Afraid, first of all, is a weird title for a movie. But I think it's kind of fitting because I watched this trailer and it seems like a little bit of a weird trailer. Yeah, so we're, we're, well, yeah, we're going to get into it. So I want to read some things from the, from the Wikipedia for this movie. So this is, this is Ari Aster. And if you don't know who that is, Midsummer and Hereditary are his two big things that he's done so far. I think there's at least one other thing, but those are the two that I've seen. And I don't, I, again, we're kind of treading into territory that this is not Nerd Bomber's home turf. I've watched Midsummer. That wasn't like outright scary. It was just weird. No, just extremely weird. Yeah. yeah. Hereditary was definitely scarier than Midsummer. Midsummer was like cinema of the unsettling the whole time. Like it was, like you said, not necessarily outright scary, just very like concerning. Hereditary was like kind of scary. Right. But either way, he's kind of known at this point in his career as being a, a horror director slash producer. I guess this is a horror movie. Like, so th- this is referred to on Wikipedia as a surrealist comedy horror film, which sounds about right. Because And th- the reason I wanted to talk about this, I was the one who put this topic forward to maybe talk about on the show. I don't know what it's about. Like it, it, the trailer is like two and a half minutes long. And it's about, and according to the Wikipedia premise too, this is kind of corroborates that it's about him going home to see his mother who I think dies spoiler alert but it's in the wikipedia premise but like you get a little bit of that in the trailer but the rest of the trailer like at one point it looks like they're zombies well i think it's an artistic take on a man dealing with loss and grief and things like that that's what i think now that said i even read the comments of the trailer to try to piece together what it is and all i saw was people going wow fantastic they showed everything that's in this without giving away any spoilers and i'm just like y'all are full of shit (laughs) <laughs> well i don't know i like i i, I do I, I think that's i think that's merit worthy like i i think these days trailers off and i love trailers i love trailers so much they often commit grave sins in terms of like giving away too much all of the what best the parts be, or like, like the best plot. jokes yes yes exactly. i get that but at least give me something and maybe that's yeah, just me maybe i'm a rube and i need a little bit given to me we also up grew front, up but... in the nine 80s 90s trailers where you know, everything, they literally said what it was in a world. It was, spe- yeah, it was spelled out. It is like, it's a fine line for sure. I don't, I don't think you're a rube, which I love the word rube, but I don't think you're a rube. I think it's a great, it's a very fine line. How do you adequately tell people what the movie's going to be without giving too much away? I mean, this trailer placed a lot of emphasis on what the visuals would be. Like he's, he's in like an animated world at one point. It looks very uh, ambitious. The most scary part, the other thing I I like made a mental note of, like I have to bring this up on the show. What was the scariest part of this trailer to you guys? There was, I don't want to call it a clown face mask thing, but there was like a weird faceless. Yeah, that thing. I don't like. I don't like those in any context. No thanks, not for me. It, and I, maybe this is gonna be mean. I'm sorry to this person. It's that kid. That is the scariest looking kid I've ever seen in my life. The little kid. He's on the po- the poster too. He looks like he is a horror movie. Honestly, by the way, I didn't think any of it was horrific, first and foremost. But the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm starting to like believe that that's 100% what it is. It's, it's his own perception dealing with grief. Because when you're dealing with grief, you know, people are trying to help you and you're just kind of like, you almost push them away. So they're almost like a blur. So the faceless in my head kind of tracks. I, I, think that's, I think that's what this is about. I really do. It looks like we're going to see, and I think the kid is the same character as Joaquin Phoenix, just like a younger age. So like, yeah, I think there's so. going to be a lot of time shifting. It all looks looks very interesting. I just, I don't, yeah, I kind of want to know more about what it's about. But I, I also wanted to talk about this because A24 is kind of like this, right? As a studio, they're known for like putting out very visually and, and like amb- ambitious movies that you, they're kind of, 
they're not mainstream right they're they're off the beaten track they're almost indie films but they're also they like pride themselves on being hard to understand or like hard to get a grip on completely well this could be a hot take but and feel free to lambast me if it is a hot take but i feel like a24 is one of the only studios right now putting out very very original pieces they border on weird most of the time but they're all original like they're not sequels they're not based on ip that's getting refreshed it's just a unique story concept and i feel like they're one of the only studios right now doing that still yeah i'd say your take is room temperature at best i think that that tracks honestly most of the time their stuff is always off the wall or like artistic or anything like that but they're never they're never you know copy paste so room temperature not a hot take at all i it's kind of tying to my what are you up to wednesday but i saw an a24 movie this week that I wanted to talk about. And it was also, I think, it's based on a play, but I think it's off the beaten path and it's very original and I thought it was very good. I did see The Whale, finally, which I've been meaning to see for a while. The release schedule for it is very strange, but I think it's a perfect example of an A24 movie. It was very off the beaten path. There were parts of it that were very hard to watch. So do you guys know, have you heard about this movie? I've heard about it. I haven't seen it at all yet, though. Good old Brendan stars in it. Brendan? Okay. So, and now we are going to start bleeding a little bit into my what are you up to. This is basically what my what are you up to is. But like, he was amazing. He was so, like, I love, we've talked about how much I love the mummy on this show. I'm a, I'm a general, I'm generally a Brendan Fraser fan, which by the way, it is pronounced Fraser. I was watching an interview recently. It's not Brendan Fraser. It's Brendan Fraser. And he never says anything. When people which makes call sense because there's not that extra I in there. Right. He was, so let me put it to you this way. This was kind of the main thrust of what I wanted to say about this movie. Prior to watching this movie, which I did see in theaters, which was nice, I had cried during two movies in my life. I have now cried during three movies. This movie made me cry. I'm a 30-year-old man. Like, and don't get, and like, it's okay to cry when you're a 30-year-old man. In fact, it's, maybe it's encouraged. But like, man, was it emotional. And, he, and I cried because of him. He was so, so good. Did you stand up at the end and give him, oh God, what was it? Did they give him a 20-minute standing ovation? It was like six minutes or something. No, that would have been weird. This was like, we were, we're, I was in a theater with normal folk. This wasn't a film festival. We don't give standing ovations. It was, I, I mean, yeah, what I will say about it, there were other people in the movie who were also good, but then there were also like other people in the movie who made Brendan Fraser look really good because they were terrible at acting. So in that sense, it was a little bit uneven, but interesting story. But going back to like the A24-ness of it, like to me, A24 is characterized by things that are yeah, like off the beaten path, very original and Based on my experience with Midsummer and Hereditary, both, which I've, I'm sure I've seen other A24 movies, but those two kind of jump out at me because of what we're talking about. They both had parts that I'm squirming in my chair as I watch them. And The Whale also had parts where I was so viscerally uncomfortable watching it that, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just that's another thing I wanted to kind of add to the conversation about this is like, it was very, very good. It made me feel things and also made me like sick to my stomach at parts. And I'm guessing Bo is afraid it's going to be the same way. It's going to be like, there's going to be parts where you're going to be like, wow, this is fun. And you're like, oh, this is really good acting. Or like, oh, I'm feeling very, like, it's going to make you feel things. And other parts are going to be like, oh, God, what, what is this? Which I think is interesting. Like, I might see this movie, which maybe isn't the most like ringing endorsement ever. I mean, the cast, though, like, even though I don't know what it is, I feel like the cast alone was compelling enough to make me see the movie as well. Because there were so many people who flashed by in this trailer and a lot of them were actually more like they leaned more into the comedy world. So I am interested in that just to see like what they do with such a strange concept when most of these people are more typically found in comedies. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I just like I it almost and the other thing about it is I almost I want to watch it now because I want to know what it's about. Like it has my attention. Yeah. Bo is afraid. Uh, it's coming out this year. It's also three hours long. That might oh, be too long. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah, that might be something <laughs> I have to watch at home. That That's yeah. a very long adventure. I need to pause halfway through and go to the bathroom. Can I just say, by the way, anytime that you say, I saw this movie, it was, guys, it was fantastic. That's that's my illegal impression. Pretty good. It it sticks with me. I just want, I don't know what it is about your, guys, it, it was fantastic. What it, what it does to me, but it sticks with me. When we, when we consider movies, I highly consider that exact phrase. When this one drops on, when the whale drops on streaming, it's not like, and you should know going in, it's not going to be a fun watch. It's not a happy-go-lucky experience by any means. It's a, it's worth watching, I think. 
Bella's Afraid comes out April 21st, 2023. And yeah, for it's worth, three hours is way too long. I think that's another thing going on right now in Hollywood where like no movie can be under two hours anymore. And I hate that so much. And in particular, we have a relatively strict, we don't watch movies that are over two hours long in this household rule. So this movie is kind of taking itself out of the conversation by doing that. We'll break that rule occasionally though. Maybe we will for this, but three hours is a pretty tough sell. Yeah, April 21st, 2023, Bo is Afraid. Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Ryan, Parker Posey, all kinds of people. So I, I essentially gave my what are you up to. Uh, I really just wanted to talk about the whale because it was a whale of a time. So I'll, I'll kind of turn it over to uh, Nerd Bomber to take us, take us further into what are you up to, Town. Okay, so I'm going to start with God of War Ragnarok. And I tweeted about this like within minutes of finishing. I finally did finish the game. I've spent, it was just over 45 hours with it. I've done all of the side missions. I've almost, I didn't a hundred percent. There's still a few things that like, I got to go clean up that I didn't finish completely. Like there's like trials where it's basically just combat trials. I didn't do all of those. I was just like, I'm here for like story driven stuff. I don't want to just mindlessly be beating stuff up for no reason, but I did mostly everything there is to see in the game and hot damn. Guys, the God of War duology, I'll call it, is probably one of the most fantastic games that I have played. One of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. The way that they make you care about the characters is phenomenal. Like all of the characters, even the ones that you think are very minor, they all get developed to a point where you care about every single one of them. The voice acting and the motion capture on all of the characters. I know I've said this before, but it is just like top notch, top rate. And even like the dialogue, I think one of the things that the game does really well that draws you into the story is the way that the characters converse with each other. You're I mean there are a lot of cinematic cutscenes, but there's also a lot of quieter moments where you're rowing in a boat to get to the next area you need to go. And the characters are just having a conversation among themselves and you learn new informations about the information about the world and the characters, but it all feels so natural that you don't realize it's happening necessarily. Like you're learning new stuff and it's kind of absorbing and you're building these connections to these characters because they feel very real in the way that Santa Monica has built them and built their interactions in the game. And I don't know, man. It is just like feel good lessons. There's a lot of feel good lessons. I don't want to like spoil anything, but like, I mean, the heart of the the games is, you know, the journey between Kratos and his son and their relationship. And there's just so much there that is so good. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't played them, but I don't think I speak this profusely about any game. Like, I feel like I say, oh, this game is very good, but I don't gush about how it's like one of the best games but this is literally one of the best games I think that you can play if you're really into character-driven stories. So this is a, a look at you, Illegal. I'm going to be getting you a copy of the first God of War. You need to play it. It's so good. Guys, you're missing out. A strong conclusion. I think it's a strong conclusion to your, like, I don't know, year-long sales pitch for me to play this. It is. I don't think, like... There have been games where I've finished and I've put it down and I've just like sat with it. But I think even Tectic was like in the kitchen and he heard the end credits and he was like chopping onions or something. And he was just like, that is the most epic way for me to have chopped onions today. It was actually, I was making sriracha mayo. Okay. While I was whisking the two, the mayo and the sriracha together it was i like the idea of you chopping onions and nerd bomber is like crying and you're like why are you crying and she's like because you're chopping onions but really it's because of the game (laughs) but i mean even the music like you're a big score guy illegal but like the music in this game was just chef's kiss chef's kiss so who did do you know who did the score for it i will have to do a quick googly bear mccreary Yes. Oh yeah, he's he's good. Uh, he also he recently did the score for the Rings of Power. For those that don't know, he's a he's a name that I know. Let me just put it that way. Very cool. Yeah. Good so to know. definitely recommend. It is. Yeah, it was already on the list. Isn't can I get like can I get the original God of War for like two bucks or something right now? I, Isn't it like cheap? I think it's like nine bucks. But I was just gonna let you borrow my copy because I have it. So I'm not gonna say no to that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I just Googled God of War because I wanted to see how much it costs. And it's like 10 out of 10, everything. Everything's like, it's the best. So uh, it is truly the best. Needless to say, you're not alone in your opinion. What's next for you now that you're through this this trial? I don't 
really know. It's one of those moments where I feel like the next game that I pick has to deviate very like drastically from God of War because I'm just going to compare. If it's like something too similar, I'll just compare it to God of War and dislike it. Now, this might be too similar, so feel free to say no, but I have suggested you play Kirby in the Forgotten Land with me. You have suggested that, and that is an option. That is an option on what the is, table. Are you not still currently playing Need for Speed, which that seems starkly different? Or have you have you finished that already? I have not finished that already, but it is a different sort of game. So like that has the the wheel and like this is probably one of the few times where I can like parallel path games because they're just very drastically different. Like for right, example, that seems like I, an unwind experience. Right. And like I had a bit of a cold last week, so like when I sat down to play God of War, the idea of like setting up the racing wheel when I felt like poop was just like I feel like I'll set this up and then immediately be like I feel like poop and have a headache. So I, I didn't want to like you know it's it's just different I, I experiences. That. So I haven't I haven't not there. decided yet what my next like sit down with a controller in hand experience is going to be and i've gotten some suggestions on the old twitter as well so uh we'll we'll see but we've also been like mainlining a bunch of apple tv shows like a lot of them and uh we blew through bad sisters and that is the sharon horgan that just that just came out on apple tv plus and uh, i guess it's based on a series that already exists in another culture that i can't quite remember but the gist is that at the beginning, the very beginning, so this isn't a spoiler, one of the sisters, so there's like five of them, one of the sisters' husbands has just passed. And the insurance brokers don't want to pay out his life insurance policy because they're convinced that he's murdered or has been murdered. And so they're trying to figure out which of the sisters has done it or is in on it and how he may have gotten killed. And it's kind of like a murder mystery, but also like a family drama sort of thing. And there's some funny moments. There's some dramatic moments. It's not a very like light show, but it was entertaining. There were some definitely frustrating moments where like the characters are just like kind of dumb. And you're like, oh, guys, like, how are you this dumb? But also, I don't know if I would be doing the same thing in their situation. I don't know. Out of 10, what would you rate it? That's really difficult. I think it's a very, like, slightly above average. I, yeah, six and a half is kind of yeah. where I was at. Like, it was enough to keep us invested. And we kept watching. There were 10 episodes, I believe. And, like, we were like, oh, do we want to go to bed or do we want to watch another one? Because they'd always kind of leave you, like, wanting a little bit more. But the characters were also a little bit frustrating. So it was one of those. But, like, it was an entertaining watch. And then we've also started Blackbird, which I know is something that you had mentioned that you had watched a while back. And we're yeah. currently, I think, on the second or third episode. And I am very intrigued. True crime you know stuff kind of freaks me out. But uh, here we are. Greg Kinnear, man. That guy's the bomb. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a big Greg Kinnear fan. And also, I think his name is Paul Walter Hauser. The, the guy who plays like the serial killer. Not really a spoiler. I was actually um very impressed. I mean, we're only a few episodes in, but he also is a character called Stingray on Cobra Kai, which is just a very different... Obviously, Cobra Kai is more... Plot twist of the same character. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> you just want um, to learn karate. But like Cobra Kai is just a completely, totally different show, and his character in that is just like kind of goofy. And the... 180 he's doing with this character where it's just like the creepiness that he brings to it is very chilling and spot on i think and very impressive that he's able to be that diverse of an actor so so for what it's worth and the to, to, to golden globes happened last week we haven't talked about that at all uh paul walter hauser did win best supporting actor in a miniseries um for his performance on that show taron edgerton was also nominated for best actor and the show was nominated for best limited or anthology series or television film so yeah pretty good pretty it is, good. it's one of those shows where it's based on a true story and and like i said we're only a few episodes in but i'm already like mind boggled especially like some of the early police work where and i, I don't know if oh yeah he's guilty or not i didn't google i purposely did not google to find out any background on this guy or what happened because i kind of want to go in blind but like the fact that they just like wrote him off as a harmless guy when he very clearly is not it's kind of disconcerting and uh, they, they yeah. spent the the local the local police spend a lot of time being like yeah guys whatever he's crazy and greg kenyer is like yeah he's crazy he's like he has killed some people like it's yeah it, it's it's a great show. In, inversely, the the watch. and I just want to give a shout out to him as an actor again. Inversely, do you remember that movie with the, I, th I think it was Richard Jewell 
where there was the bomb and he like saved all these people's lives but because he was oh, yeah, kind of yeah. weird they were like you're the bomber like just, I forgot he was yeah, in the that. roles that he plays yeah. and like they're all kind of the awkward character but like the emotion and like you you both like in this serial one you you both you kind of like feel for him but also you're disturbed by him and he just he makes you feel these like mix of emotions that you're almost like left not knowing how to feel so just overall shout out to that actor just shout out to that yeah, actor yeah he, he's great and it's it's a great show and if you're three episodes in i think you only have three to go which is kind of it's nice about those mini series is there you know they go down quick you can move on very true but actually right i i do have to tell yeah. a quick story i think the show may have gotten to tactic the other night so you know we went to bed after watching it and in the middle of the night he i hear in my ear there's a man here just very quietly very creepily just whisper and so in ear. yeah so i this is like four in the morning so i leap out of bed and i'm like where what like we gotta do something and then he wakes up and he's like what the f are you doing go back to bed why are you ripping the blankets off of me oh so and, he was sleep talking and i'm like bro a man here. bro you just told me there is a man here and we're watching a serial killer show not cool and yeah, so I think it think it's getting under his skin a little bit. Do you guys keep a baseball bat under the bed? We don't want to disclose that information so that people who are serial killers will not you, know what to do. expect. In re- I don't you think do. it's the show. Sh- shout out to Panera. We had dinner at like eight thirty nine. What a weird o'clock. show. <laughs> what a weird <laughs> shout out. Eight thirty nine o'clock, and that's what we had because it was just like something quick you can pick up. I don't usually eat late, and I think that's the real reason. I don't think the show's getting to me. People probably scrubbed through the episode just to get to the end, and they're like seeing this. They're like, why are they doing the ad read so late? (laughs) This is like an ad read. This this episode of the On My Worst podcast brought to you by Panera. Panera. (laughs) It's it's crazy expensive, and it makes you sleep talk. Yep, there you go. You're not going to hear ads like that every day on podcasts. Okay, well, uh, Tectic, you're you're all tapped out over there, Nerd Bomber Tectic. Why don't you bring us home here? As far as her being tapped out, she's also drained my keg as well. The only thing that's left that she didn't mention was we also watched a movie called She Said, which is about the the Harvey Weinstein trials and all that. And we all know how it ends, right? But like the struggles that they want to and putting it all in the spotlight and like, it's just so frustrating. And if I didn't know how it ended and that justice was served, I don't think I would have been able to even finish it. It was so infuriating. And so definitely watch this movie because in the end it is a sort of, sort of, and I, and I say that sort of because it's obviously not a good story, but sort of a feel good that, that justice is served. And I don't know, it was, it was, the movie was done well. So definitely a good movie, definitely a good watch. The other thing is per last week's update i was working on a retro pie handheld i did make my first prototype it is fully functional but it is not very sleek so i'm going to continue working on that and make it sleek handheld and fun yeah i've seen some early uh some early photographic evidence of this and it's uh, very impressive so not that you needed my reinforcement but keep doing what you're doing that brings us to the quiz i am hosting this week which first of all it's incredible it's been so long and i in honor of the last of us uh, which now premieres like an hour from where we're recording this we're gonna be talking about pedro pascal today everyone you know pedro pascal he's gonna play joel on the last of us he's done a bunch of other stuff i'm gonna talk about in this quiz so you know the drill price is right style i will go through the records here before we start i'm one and one tactic is one and oh so tactics in the lead nerd bomber oh and one uh yet to win so nerd bomber maybe you can get the if you get the monkey off your back here we're all tied at one and one so no pressure but that would be kind of interesting of course, Tactic will go first to give Nerd Bomber an advantage. So first things first, starting with some basic information. How old is Pedro Pascal? He's 52. I feel like he's over, not over that old. I feel like he is in his 40s. So I'm just going to say 40 to cover my bases. Well, your bases are covered. So as is often the case in these things, Tactic, you were closer, but you busted. He is 47 years old, born April 2nd, 1975. Now, of course, now um, Nerdbomber's on the board. So, obviously, the path to acting for many is a nonlinear pursuit. For Pedro Pascal, this is how it was. He took on a number of waiting jobs in his high school and college years. Reportedly, how many times did he get fired from waiting jobs before making it as an actor? Nine times. He was a bad waiter. Tactic. I think this is a gotcha, so I'm going to say two. Not only was it not a gotcha, he was a terrible waiter. He was fired 17 times. 
I thought it was in that range, but I I was going to say 19, but didn't want to bust. So it's a good thing I didn't. But I remember being in the teens. I mean, at that point, you're running out of restaurants. Your word gets around at that point, Pedro. So it's a good thing you, the acting thing worked out. So uh, Nerdbomber, two to nothing early here. Tactic, uh, you got work cut out for you. Basically a Pedro now, Pascal super fan. That's, so it would appear. Uh, so for those who did not know, I don't know how you wouldn't know. He was in Wonder Woman 1984, but this was not pedro pascal's first wonder woman related project as he was also involved in filming for a wonder woman pilot for nbc that never aired in what year was this pilot filmed 96 97 she used the plus one and she locks up the win 2011 which you know it's it's certainly not the 90s but i find it interesting that it was so much earlier and i did look up the first wonder woman came out in 2017 i was hoping he was like a teenager but he was, he was ahead of the game here. NBC was ahead of the game. I guess it just never made it to air. So Nerd Bomber has it wrapped up. We'll do the last two questions for uh, to see if, if uh, she could pull off the clean sweep. As we, of course, know and have discussed many times on this show, one of his bigger recent roles has been that of the titular character in The Mandalorian. It just so happens that both the first and second seasons of that show have the same critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. What is that score? He's just going to plus one me. I'm going to say 98. One. It is 93, so Tectic is on the board. He, he avoids the clean sweep. 93% for both seasons. Now, finally, we'll, we'll finish by talking about what many agree was his big break, which I did not know this, actually, before I looked up all this stuff about Pedro Pascal. I did not know he was in Game of Thrones. Really? Uh, actually, so he was, was in Game of Thrones. So was his co-star for The Last of Us. They were both Bella yeah, Ramsey. Bella, yeah, he got his eyeballs. Bella Ramsey I did know out. about. So, Ober- Oberyn? I guess that's how you pronounce it. I didn't. I haven't watched this far in Game of Thrones. Oberyn Martell, starting in season four, how many episodes did he appear in? He's counting on his fingers, like he knows this. This was sure. nine episodes. I feel like it wasn't that many. I think it was like three. Again, technically closer, but busted. It was seven episodes. So Nerdbomber wins by a four to one margin, and that brings us to the fabled tie, three way tie. Right now, everyone is one and one on the year. Fabled. <laughs> in the online voice yeah it's very it's there's fables written about it so next week nerd bomber will help us break the tie but at least between tactic and myself and, and we'll take things from there for what it's worth the bonus question by the way i'll just tell you pedro pascal also a very gifted swimmer he competed in the texas state championships for swimming when he was only 11 years old so when you're watching the last of us i, I don't know think about that maybe maybe he swims in the in the show we'll see if they swim i'll be like man all those swimming skills back when he was a kid you'd be like look at that form all right well that that brings us to the close of the episode for this week now there's a lot of controversy brewing here at the online warriors podcast here in the studio we're going to move away from animal noises at the end of the show or any noises at at all i've decided that for this next year we're just going to say see you later guys just leaves it's a much more professional podcast actually what did uh chat gpt recommend that our sign off be oh yeah it was really good too I'm going to do it. This will be the end. Until then, stay safe and keep on podcasting.